What's up, guys? Alex Contreras alongside Anthony Red Garcia. Welcome back, big guy, and welcome back to another episode of Marlins Barbecue. How about those fish, baby? We blackening, we grilling, we doing everything over here at the barbecue, and those fish are red hot, man. I can't tell you how excited I am and how excited Fish Nation is. The Marlins are easily coming off their best seven-game series since 2003, um, or the only seven-game series most likely since 2003. Um, but even looking further back, man, since last time we I was on the show last time, you know, before last Monday, we were we were coming off a few losing uh, series, and it seems you know maybe I should get back off. <laughs> we won two of three from the Braves, and five of seven from the Phillies. Alex, you couldn't want. I mean, what more could you have wanted, right? No, I can't tell you what a happy week it was. I don't want to talk about the two games that we had an off game, you know what I'm saying, the, where the wheels came off. We lost 11 nothing, and then we lost a record-setting National League worst 29 runs. But whatever, bro. The, the, at the end of the day, these Miami Marlins have the best mentality. It's day by day, and you know what? They lost 29 nothing, but the next game they came back rocking, and we won the series, and we rocked the Philadelphia Phillies. We lost 29-9 to versus the Braves. But don't get it twisted, people. We took that series from the Braves two games to one. And then we came back and we beat the Phillies seven to six. We took the doubleheader. We split the series a doubleheader. I'm sorry. We split a game a doubleheader. They took the first game 11 nothing. Things were looking sour. But the fish bounced back. We won 5-3. Then we lost a game 6-12. to Then we won another game 2-1. to Then we won another game 8-1. to And today we sealed the deal 6-2. to Oh, my God. Anthony Rojas, Red Garcia, talk to me about these freaking Marlins, baby. There's hope. Real quick, Marlins Twitter, I, and Marlins fans, I guess, everywhere. Um, something I don't get from you guys is I've been seeing a lot of like, oh, but the run differential. All right, guys. You Forget about out, that shit. Ain't nobody care you, about that shit, man. You we take out the 29, the 29 to 9 game and the 11 to 0 game, which were flukes, because that's what they were. All right, the 29-run game, don't get it twisted. That was Mattingly punting on that game to save his arms and save everybody else for uh, the seven-game series against the Phillies. Rest in peace, Jordan Yamamoto for what they did. Shout out to Jordan Yamamoto for taking one for the Ah. team, dog. He took one for the team for that, dog. 12 runs and two innings, 100 uh, 100 pitches. God, man, that was super nasty, super ugly. And I I don't wish nothing bad on nobody, but damn, man. Jordan Yamamoto, thank you for taking one for the team. Right, and then, you know, the Phillies come to Miami, you know, we've been playing horrible at home. So I was a little skeptical. But, I mean, isn't this what we said, Alex? Anybody who's listened to this show the last, I don't know, how long we've been doing this, three months, we've said how many times over and over and over again that the Phillies have no pitching, all right? They were going to try to outslug you. Yeah, they got it once, 0-11, congratulations. But the, when it fails, it it's obvious. Look, they, the two games they won, they scored 11 runs and 12 runs. All right, they gave up 7, 5, 6, Two, eight, and six. All right. They have no bullpen. They have one capable starting pitching. Their starting pitchers can't even put their pants on without breaking a nail. All right. So it's, I mean, I, I don't know what people saw in that team. And it's infuriating. It, it, not infuriating, but it's it's annoying that we keep seeing this. Oh, the Mets are going to be good. The Mets are contender. Oh, the Phillies are a contender. To who? To the Miami Marlins. Look, I'll tell you this about the Philadelphia Phillies. As a Philly fan, I'm not a Philly fan. 
but thinking as a Philadelphia Phillies fan, you had to hop on the bandwagon. I mean, they signed Bryce Harper for over $300 million. They tried, they traded away Sixto Sanchez, Jorge Alfaro for a freaking JT Realmuto. Well, uh, I, I don't remember. Uh, uh, Will Stewart, I think it was a left-handed pitcher that we that was on that package. So we got three players for one. And, yo, if you looked at this series, the Marlins stamped the deal, bro. Sixto Sanchez, he's getting the blessing from all the baseball gods, Pedro Martinez included. Jorge Alfaro delivered his first freaking walk-off base hit. I mean, what else you wanted, bro? We stamped the deal. We won the freaking trade against the Philadelphia Phillies. And shout out, look, there's speculation on Twitter, on Marlins Twitter. People are talking about, does JT Realmuto come back? Does he not come back to the Miami Marlins? I'll tell you what, this is how I feel. If JT Ramutu wants to come back, great. But at the end of the day, this is how I feel. He was one of the guys that said alongside Christian Yelich that he wanted out when the new ownership came to town. And that was valid because he didn't want to be part of a rebuild. But at the end of the day, he dipped on us and he went to another team. And now he's realizing that the grass isn't always greener on the other side, bro. And if he back comes then, back to us... Yeah, yeah man. and if he comes back to us on a sweetheart deal, bro, are you going to take it or are you not going to take it? Look, no, he's, that's he's the only the thing catcher. holding me back. He's the best catcher in baseball, so of course I'll take it. But what does that mean for Alfaro? That would mean we'd have to flip him. What do you get for him? Um, I personally have been hard on Alfaro. Um, I'm one of those guys that I'm not a huge Alfaro fan, but I understand that he's always, he's most likely, you know, top eight catchers in all of baseball, top 10. So I'm good with him. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying we need a starting catcher. I've been very vocal in saying we do need a backup catcher, and that's pretty obvious most nights. But And we do need we need a young catcher in the system that's hope, you know, for the future. But let's say we do go get a uh, Real Muto. And, I mean, he's not going to take a cheaper deal to come here. I don't care how how far we go in the playoffs. He's not. And, I saw somebody talk on Twitter talking about five years, $125 million. Uh, honestly, yeah, that sounds lovely for the Marlins, but I just don't think it's going to happen for a JT Real Muto. Yeah, the Phillies Craig, Craig, the Phillies Craig, can't. Sorry, Craig Mish is talking about Craig Mish is talking about two hundred million for JT. Right. I'm like, yeah, that sounds all good and great for JT, but if I'm the Miami Marlins, I'm not trying to spend two hundred million on a freaking uh, three hundred uh, thirty year old catcher. Like, I'm not no disrespect to JT. JT's great. He's a talented guy and everything, but like. I just feel like I, that keeps running in the back of my head. Like, the guy didn't want to be here. Now he wants money. Everybody wants money. But it's like, yo, you got to stick it through through the good times and the bad. And shout out to Brian, the Iron Man Anderson, who's playing every single game this season. Like, that's the guy that I want to be like, yo, you know what? He might not be producing the numbers that JT Ramuto's producing, but I'm willing to give him the contract because he's been a fucking Marlins lifer. Right. To third, that might have gotten the bag. Anderson, long throw, got him at first. Wow, what a play. Stop it. Anderson, to stick with it, either took a left turn or got the bag, but then a missile throw across the diamond. My goodness, we talk about some athletic plays and the athleticism of Brian Anderson. Are you kidding me? The Geico make it easy play of the game easily. This ball redirects down. That's not even the best part of the play. The throw is. Holy cow. Wow, what a play. (laughs) What just happened? Right, and again, the Marlins aren't going to be in a situation to even be in the conversation. This organ, this friend, the these owners, I'm sorry, are not going to go and try to outbid another team for a player because that's not they've said it. They've said that they're not that they're building from within. So 
with that, the Phillies can't afford to lose JT. And I don't think people understand that, too. If the Phillies let JT walk, do you realize how bad it will look on that organization? If the Phillies don't, let's say the Phillies come at 210 and just, just to throw out a team, the Yankees come at, you know, 220 and the Phillies are like, no, we're not, we're not giving 10 more. And he goes to New York and then he leaves Philadelphia. The Phillies, the fans just go on Twitter. They're going to roast it and the, it will forever be known as one of the worst trades in baseball. Cause I got news for you, Alex. Sixto is going to be one of the best pitchers in baseball. He's going to be a top fucking five pitcher next year. And he's going to go out there every, like wild thing says in major league, he's going to go out there and he's going to show it up their ass for the next 15 years for trading him or 10 years. I'm sorry. And, it's it's he he's gonna be a thorn on the it's gonna be go down in history as one of the dumbest trades, and Pedro said it, Pedro said it. He's me with more talent. What I mean, what who else would you want to get compared to? And then for that guy to go out and say, no, this kid's better than me. I mean, how gangster is it for you to tat yourself number forty five on your neck? to idolize somebody and be like, yo, I want to be like this guy. And for that guy that you tatted on your neck to come out and say, yo, this kid is nasty. He's just like me. He's a mini me, but he's got better stuff. Yo, my guy, how do you say that? How do you say he's a mini me, but he's got better stuff than you? My guy, he's a better than you, bro. I'm so excited that we got Sixto Sanchez of Miami Marlin. I said this years ago when we we traded for him. And you know what, bro? I'm super excited because Sixto, if you look at his rookie card when he got drafted by the Phillies and you compare him to when he got traded to the Marlins, bro, you just look at the swag that he has wearing our colores being a freaking Miami Marlin, bro. I'm so happy that he's in the National League East comparing him to Pedro Martinez. And what an honor. What an honor, bro, to have Pedro Martinez, one of the greats of all, all time in Major League Baseball to talk about a freaking Marlin the way he's talking about six those Sanchez. I'm extremely excited about the Marlins and what they have. Right, and and let's, that leads perfectly into the next conversation here. The Marlins have 15 games left, Alex, which means Sixto might pitch three more times before the playoffs because I got news Rookie for you. Rookie of guys. the year. Rookie of the year, baby. Rookie of the year. There. He's got electric if, stuff. If he continues to do what he does, against the Nationals, against Atlanta, and against New York. Does, is he, are you, I mean, who, I don't know who else is doing it out there, to be honest with you guys. I really don't care about any other team. But is, should he be the rookie of the year? Has he been here long enough? Bro, look, I can understand where you're coming from if we're in a regular season, 162 games. But the word is, like, the fact is, bro, we're living in the COVID season, the 60-game season, and these Miami Marlins are showing us their legit deal. And, like, you know what? Sixto Sanchez, bro, he comes out here, and he's got a, what, he's got a 1.29 ERA. He's freaking rocking the, he's killing it, bro. He's dominating everything. Players in the Major League Baseball, he's throwing 100. He's changing velocities. He's striking guys out. He's being smart. He knows when, oh, I got a high pitch count. I've struck a lot of guys out. I'm not afraid to pitch for contact. And what an honor to have a guy with this talent in this organization. Bro, I'm so proud. Like, I haven't seen a guy like this since Jose Fernandez. And you know what? I don't think that Jose Fernandez – rest in peace, 
he has the stuff that Sixo Sanchez has. I was looking at the rookie card that Sixo had in Philadelphia. It was number 66, Sixto. Bro, he looks so happy rocking the Miami Marlins gear and rocking the Miami Marlins swag. Hashtag Arcolores, baby. If the Marlins make a deep run in these playoffs, Sixto will be a huge part of it. He'll be your ace going into next year, and he'll most likely get the ball on opening day. Alex, can you imagine that atmosphere with Sixto with the ball, opening day 2021? Fans haven't been in the stands in over a year, and now we're back, and we just we're coming up a playoff run. Sixto has the ball. We're facing, a, I don't know, even care who it is. Can you imagine that atmosphere? The stadium, the roof is open. It's packed. Yeah, man, I can't. I 2021, welcoming back the 2020 champions, the COVID champions, the Miami Marlins, bro. I can't wait for we, that. We haven't Brian had a Anderson. pitcher yeah. since Jose, and before that, Dontrell. It's been a while, yeah. man. Like, yo, I really cannot wait for this, bro. I can't wait for fans to come back into the stands. Like, all the Miami, the South Florida community, we're super proud of the Miami Marlins. We're super proud of the Miami Heat. The Dolphins, unfortunately, lost week one. But whatever, bro. Like, it feels good that the Marlins aren't the laughing stock in Miami or South Florida. And it feels good that we already got started, baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to no, call no, no, DJ no, no. Khaled. We already we got to call DJ Khaled. We got to tell him, yo, remember the song that you did a couple of years back when we bought the team? We just getting started. We need to do an update Please redo it. And we need to do a, we already got started, yeah. Hey, because the fish are coming. They're rocking it, and we're doing everything. And I can't tell you how happy I am to have Starlin. Marte on this squad, bro. He brings so much balance to this team. Speed, pop. Oh, my goodness, bro. Like, just seeing run across the bases, connecting on doubles, home runs, triples, whatever it is. Certainly, Marte, I'm so happy you're here. Moving on to our next topic here, guys. And this is going to pain me. But you know how. You know, I got to be real here with you guys. Don Mattingly. To me, unanimous manager of the year. Nobody you really think so? Moved. Yes. And here's why. Here's why. Here's why. I understand the coach of the Giants. Great job. The Marlins, what they had to go through this year, especially early on, where they lost 19 players and still stayed afloat. If this team makes the playoffs, even if the Giants make the playoffs, the Giants did not lose 19 players, okay? And guess what? No other major league team did because when the Cardinals got sick, they didn't have to add 19 players. They just delayed their games until they got their results back, all right? So to me, and you know I'm tough on him, I think he makes dumb pitching decisions with the bullpen. I hate some of his decisions with the lineup, which is a, an apology I have to do later, but whatever. Um. But at the end of the day, the Marlins are going to, you know, we're in a position. We control our own destiny. All right. He's led. How many debuts have we had already this year? I think it like 18 was last time I counted. And, right. Like 18, maybe. And we're in second place in the division. And then at least. 24 and 21. What do you think? 24 and 21, three games behind first place. Look, I'm not going to go ahead and sugarcoat it and say, oh, Don Manley is 100% the manager of the year. 
because like a lot of you guys listen to this, there's been times I'm like, yo, Donnie, what the hell are you doing, my guy? You know what I'm saying? Like, why you got, why you got, why do you got Matt Joyce batting in the cleanup spot? But Don Mattingly has proved to us that guys like Matt Joyce delivering, Matt Joyce delivering with clutch base hits, clutch at bats, RBIs, and like, yo, he's not your ideal number three, number four hitter, but damn it. Donnie Baseball's plugging the right buttons. Like, there's times where I'm, like, pissed. I'm like, why the hell is he bringing this guy in? And why the hell is this guy batting in this spot? But, yo, that's why he's in his spot, and that's why I'm sitting here next to Anthony Red Garcia. Like, you know what I'm saying? No disrespect, Anthony. Yo, my guy Red, you my guy and everything. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Donnie Baseball, he knows what he's doing. Like, we got to give him credit, bro. Right now, the Miami Marlins are three games out of first place. And, like, if you look at it, the last 10 games, everybody, we are 7-3, and three, bro. We are 7-3, and 24-21, and we already had – we already been started, bro. Boston ain't ready for us. We got pitching. Philadelphia, we talked about this. We talked about this earlier. Philadelphia was trying to slug their way into the playoffs. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen because we got pitching. We got Sixto. We got Sandy. We got Jose. What a luxury, bro. We lost Lilo Hernandez. We made a bet earlier this season. We talking about Lilo versus Pablo. Pablo had a hiccup in his last start, and I'm not talking about today because he made a hell of a bounce back with his freaking Luigi, the uh, Luigi uh, Super Mario brother looking uh, his beard. He's got like a half goatee, half stash. You know what I'm saying? You gotta never shave no again. More. Nobody's Don't allowed to shave again. Win the World Series. Don't ever shave again, bro. But I'm so proud of these Miami Marlins, bro, because we're going on a stride and we're pushing forward, and they're not giving up, and they're they're playing like the fighting fish. It's with a heavy heart that I must say that about a two months ago, a month ago, a month and a half ago, whatever, I tweeted that Matt. Well, let's go back even further. When we first started the show in spring training, I said Matt Joyce wasn't going to make the team. COVID happens, we come back. I say Matt Joyce is not going to be our everyday outfielder. Come back. Everybody goes down. We come back again. I say Matt Joyce, what the hell is Del Madeline doing? Batting him third, second, fourth, third, second, fourth. He was hitting like a buck ten. And all of a sudden, I tweet that Matt Joyce should be cut along with Lorgan Forsythe. And Matt Joyce, uh, like a minute later, makes those sliding diving plays. I'm sure you remember them. And then since then, and he, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He made one hell of a play today. Hold on, hold on. We're getting se- there. We're getting there. And then, since then, he has done nothing but rake, 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 rake. And me having to sit on my hands on Twitter. I'm not going to delete the tweets. You guys can go find them. I'm a man of my word. But my God, Matt Joyce proved me wrong. And you know what? I'm, I'm fucking happy. <laughs> I'm glad. That's better, Matt. For- Matt, thank you so much for listening to the show. You know he was listening to the show. He's like, yo, I'm about to prove Red wrong. Out to right field. Way back goes Joyce. Turns around and makes the catch. He got his feet in bounds, too. That's a touchdown, kids. (laughs) That's what you call a post corner. (laughs) Fly ball out to right. Joyce going to try it again. Joyce! Yeah, he did it again! He did it again. <laughs> it's now officially called the Matt Joyce. All right. Moving on to our next topic here. 
Stanek is back. Kinsler was a little rocky uh, a few weeks ago, a week ago. What do you think? Do we stick with Kinsler? We stick. We go to Stanek. I think we go to Yimmy. That's my opinion. But you tell me. What do you think, bro? I'm gonna keep it thousand, bro. We got Brandon Kinsler on deck. He's been doing a good job as a closer. But don't forget, last year we traded for Ryan Stanek. Ryan Stanek was part of that trade when we traded away uh, Anderson and Trevor Rogers. You know what I'm saying? Stanek is a guy that's got some nasty stuff. People talk about he was an opener. I don't care about that. At the end of the day, I feel like he's a good fallback plan B option for a Brandon Kinsler. Brandon Kinsler came in, got the save today for the fish. But you know what? I feel good with the bullpen we got. Jimmy Garcia included. Yeah, and I like the bullpen. I like the way it's shaped up. I think this is what Mattingly had in mind. Um and we'll have a full episode on what we think, you know, eventually we need to add and stuff. But I still think we're missing that that power arm, you know, the guy that's going to touch 100, the guy that's going to get you out of shit. But we'll talk about that in another episode. Moving on here before we look in, before we jump into the look uh, the week ahead here, guys. If you you already you already touched on it, Alex. It's time to extend Brian Anderson. All right. Hashtag if, pay B A pay B A. We said it when he was old. We said it when he was struggling. All right. Now his value went up, guys. He's, He's the fucking Iron Man of the Marlins, bro. This right. guy looked like Cal Ripken Jr. Nah, I know he look, I'm exaggerating when I say he looked like Cal Ripken Jr. Oh, be careful. I saw every, the about to jump on you. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, this guy's been in every single game for the Miami Marlins this season. And, like, yo, look, I can understand when people say, yo, B.A. hasn't played the best defense ever. He hasn't had the best bat ever. But the way Brian Anderson has been around for this organization, this franchise, you got to be proud, bro. He's a good role model for this team. And he came off he came off the bench today, all right, because Isan Diaz, we lost him to an injury. And, and Brian Anderson was supposed to have the day off. He came off the bench, and he checked in, and he delivered an RBI double. So what else do you want from Brian Anderson? Yeah, guys, we're looking ahead, by the way, to the – the we're going to look into a little more of that injury to uh, Isan Diaz. But that goes into – that brings me to my next question, too. Isan's been in and out. He's been – I mean, this injury came at a horrible time for him. You know, going into next season, you can't – what Miguel Ross is doing, you just can't – Say, okay, Jazz, you get short, Eason gets second. That's not going to happen. So Jazz is probably going to play second, have to compete with Eason. And I don't think Eason wins that battle, which brings me to the question, what do you do with him? Make him a utility guy until he figures it out? Is he going to figure it out? Do you keep him in the minors? He's already proved he could hit over 300 there. So I think, we'll again, we'll touch on all this during the offseason, guys. But right now, we got to look ahead. We got playoff baseball in like three weeks. It's coming, guys. But for right now, but, we got the people in front of but, us. But, 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 let me just say this so you guys tune in the offseason. It's too early to jump the gun on Isan. There's oh, no course. way that you're going to judge a guy after 55 games in the Major League debut. Like, no, there's no way you're going to judge Isan compared to Jazz. Like, I know we traded Zach Gallon for Jazz Chisholm and everything at Chief Mosul. But, yo, listen to me, Doug. There's no way it's too early. It's too short of a season to judge this guy. Of course. No, I'm just saying Jazz wins that battle. <laughs> we'll see. All right, guys. Um, the low-life Boston Red Sox come into town. <laughs> the low-life. The low-pitching is what he meant to say. At the same time that the, the Heat are playing the Celtics. So we need a sweep, man. Alex, you tweeted it. 
We need to sweep these guys. They have no pitching. Look, the guy they're starting tomorrow against Sandy is Tanner Hoich, Hoich, H-O-U-C-K. Let's look at his stats. Um, he's 15 and 12 all-time in the minors. Oh, this is going to be his major league debut. Um, he's 15 and 12 all-time, 408 ERA. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, like, okay, but I don't think he's a top prospect. Uh, where does it say that? I don't see that anywhere. Uh, he's 23. He's never broken out. You know, he's doing his debut is a little late there. So those are the games. I think we need a sweep. I think I think if, I'll be even upset if we lose a game late, you know, something stupid, but two of three minimum. Hold me to it at the real icon on Twitter, on Instagram, all over social media. And I tweeted and I went ahead and said, it. I said, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I need Miami to sweep Boston in both sports this series and this season. All right. Shout out to Jimmy Buckets and the Miami Heat. They're killing it. But shout out to Miami Marlins, bro. How good does it feel that we took that title, like the second the second best team in all of South Florida? We took it from the Dolphins. All right. It feels so good that we're not the laughing stock of South Florida anymore. And it feels so good that these Miami Marlins are the legit deal. Like we're coming at these guys. We're coming at them hard. We got good pitching. We got good hitting. And I feel like we're a legit contender, bro. Like Miami, we're about to make you really, really proud. After Boston comes, we have the four, no, two, four, five games against the Nationals. Um, again, that's another huge series, two doubleheaders in there. Marlins are striving in doubleheaders. I think the reason because, it, because I mean, I'm sorry, that was horrible. But I think the reason we're successful in doubleheaders is because of our pitching depth. Because we could throw out, a you know, Braxton Garrett or whoever, and it's a decent arm rather than doing a bullpen game. I'm sure one of those two will be a bullpen game because I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be one of those punt games me and you talk about all the time. But after that, we have a gauntlet to go through. But these next seven games are just as important as the last seven. Uh, Alex, Nationals, uh, five games. What do you think in there? At least 500? Or not 500, because five, but three and two. I mean, two and three, you're still alive. Look, I'm going to keep it a thousand with you. Out of the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games, I expect the Marlins to get five wins. All right. It's not a bad time. It's not a bad time for Marlins Nation. It's not a bad time for them to set the bar high. You know what I'm saying? Because when we looked at the season coming into this season, spring training 2.0, yo, we had the toughest, if not one of the toughest schedules in all Major League Baseball. Now we look at the Boston Red Sox. We look at the Boston Red Sox now, and it's like, yo, we're about to – I hope we freaking sweep. I know we're going to win the series against the freaking Red Sox. I know at least we're going to take two games, but I would love if the Marlins swept them. And then we go into into the Nationals, and you know what? We don't got to take three games, but if we take two and we sweep the Red Sox, we're going to be in a good position. You know why? Because these Miami Marlins, they already got started. They're pushing forward. And you know what? It feels so good knowing that – What'd you say? We had the number three schedule, the toughest schedule in all Major League Baseball. It feels good to see these guys fighting, and they keep fighting, and they keep pushing. And you know what? In that game that we lost 29 to 9, before it got really, really ugly, these guys were fighting before the game really blew up. And, yo, 
I'm so proud. I'm so proud to say I'm a freaking Miami Marlins fan because these guys are the fighting fish. They keep fighting, and they're not going to give up, bro. And that's the type of squad that you should be rooting for. Right. And I'm going to say this. This is what I'm going to predict here. Two of three from the Red Sox. Three of five from the Nationals. All right. We're going to go into Atlanta for a four-game series. Down about two games, right? For for first place in the NL East. Then we're going to go to Atlanta. 6-0, 6-0, Sandy, okay, Pablo, who am I missing here? Rogers, and whoever else is the fourth guy is going to go in there and shut them fucking down. As they gonna, should, baby, as they should. we're going to take the goddamn division, go into the freaking New York, <laughs> all right, to those horrible Yankees, and just like we did in all three, we're going to – Pitching's going to dominate. We're going to win this goddamn division and go into the playoffs as a top seed. That's what we're going to fucking do. No more fucking going for wild card or second place. And if your kids are in the car when you're listening to this, I'm sorry I'm cursing. But no, I'm done with it. <laughs> we're, going, we're winning this goddamn division. I think it was shit. Yeah, and that's the facts, bro. Anthony Ray Garcia said it here first. Said it here best. Like, yo, people were talking about the Miami Marlins. They had the toughest schedule, the number three, number two, whatever number you want to have in all of Major League Baseball. But what an honor to see these guys going out there and punching the Red Sox, the Nationals, the Braves, and the Yankees in the freaking mouth before we get the to the freaking World Series, baby. And if we win the division, baby, I ain't worried about it. Like I feel like we're gonna win the division, and we're not gonna win the we're not gonna win the World Series. But I'm gonna be happy, and I'll be damn proud of these fish because they went out and about and they fought for this freaking winning record. We're gonna win this goddamn division. I'm gonna tell you why. Our pitching is gonna be the most important freaking factor. All right, We're, we have the pitching. The Braves are suffering at pitching. The Nationals are suffering at pitching. The Phillies have no pitching. All right, the Red Sox have no pitching. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna take these games. We're not gonna play anymore. Our lineup is clicking. I told all of you when Alfaro and Anderson are hitting the way they've been hitting, and Rojas is hitting, and Aguiar is hitting. All right, the only one that hasn't gotten going is Dickerson. But besides that, if Coop starts hitting like he was a few weeks ago again, he's had a little a few little rough games, and Jazz gets confidence. Tell me a weakness in this lineup. Who are you gonna beat? Who's gonna beat gonna us be- in the series? Nobody. You're not going to beat Sixto, Pablo, Sandy. You're not going to beat all three of them. You might take one, but you're not going to take three. All right? You're not going to beat Trevor Rogers the way he's pitching. All right? Braxton Garrett, you're not going to – I mean, he had only one start. I don't even know if he's on the team. So, but you're not going to beat him easily. Who are you going to beat? Bring it. Any, any team. I don't care if it's the Dodgers. Any team, bring it. Seven-game series, let's go. Let's go, Marlins. And we're going to come back here on the 28th. We have another show before. But we're going to come back here on the 28th. The season will be over. Playoffs will be starting a few days from then. And we're going to happily say Marlins are a playoff team, the NLE's champions. And we motherfucking told you. Alex, yeah, that's right, where can baby. we find you? Yo, you guys can find me at 
at the real icon on Twitter, at Talk Baseball on TikTok. If you guys are trying to feel some feel good moments, but most importantly, if you try, you guys are trying to feel some real good Marlins content. Go check out fishstripes.com, baby. Fishstripes.com. Tell them, Anthony. Guys, check me out, Red Garcia underscore. I changed it so you guys could find me. All right, I had to delete my old Twitter a while ago. I got hacked, and I lost like 300 followers. I only have 86. So let's go. Follow me. But, guys, more importantly, follow Fish Stripes. It is the absolute best, like Alex said. Guys, make sure you rate and review the show. We want to hear from you. All right, Real quick, comments. before... Before we leave, I just want to let everybody know, throughout the 2020 season, every time a Marlins player hits a president, presidente, not president, presidente target out in right field and hits a home run, it's a guaranteed special beer offer. If you guys listen to this and the Marlins hit a home run into right field, you're getting some free beer. All right, and I'm not saying shout out to Alex Rodriguez. I'm saying shout out to the Miami Marlins, bro, because these Thanks guys are giving out free beers, baby. You hit the right field pole, you're getting free beers from Fresidente. Check this out. Check this out. If the Marlins win the division, we will record the episode from the 28th. We'll try, uh, COVID permitting, live, not live, but we'll record from Biscayne Brewery. How does that sound? Hey, that sounds fantastic to me, my guy. But you know what sounds more fantastic? The Marlins getting into the postseason, baby. Let's go, Marlins. Let's go, Marlins. Yo, Eli, do me a favor, bro. Cue the fucking music, baby. Mm